Welcome to the first episode of 2018. You are listening to Delving Into Dance and this is Season 5. After starting as a small project, developing into a dedicated audience of 10,000 people, Delving Into Dance is only going to keep growing in 2018. So, Season 5, let's get started with an interview with Hillel Kogun, recorded while performing We Love Arabs at Melbourne Festival. I started by asking, when did dance start? Started at 16 years old, between 15 and 16. I was a child actor in TV series and I always thought I would be an actor, everybody thought. I went to the high school of the arts, very famous uh, school in, in Israel, Tel Mayalin School, which at that time, beginning of the 90s, was one of the only schools where you could uh, do the baccalaureate in, in arts. And I went to the drama department, but uh, my mates were from dance department and drama department, and my best friends were the dancers, uh, female dancers. And uh, I was quite jealous in them, and I wanted to dance myself. So, yeah, I started in a, a suburb of, of Tel Aviv, just taking classes uh, secretly, kind of, without telling many people because I was ashamed. Ashamed? Uh, shy. I was, I was shy that people would know that I'm, yeah, that I, I, that I started dancing. Like, it's like chutzpah, how you say it. It's, uh, how dare you? Like, at 16 years old, who do you think you are that you will start dancing so late? Yeah, it was this kind of feeling. So, and then uh, maybe half a year later, I decided to come out of the closet dance-wise. And I inscribed myself to a course, uh, to a dance school in Tel Aviv. And from then on, it was like, it was clear for me that I want to do dance and not theater. What did it feel like? What was it about dance that... I, I, it's, it's too far for me to remember the sensations, the interest there. Mm, now, I'm, I, th- I think it's a mixture of things. I think for sure it's the work of the body and the attraction to the, the pleasure of moving, but I guess also something gay in me that uh, was back at the time very uh, oppressed and... Um, I came out of the closet much later, when I was 23, 25. And back then also I didn't have experience, a gay experience. So I think it has to do also with that, with that attraction. I don't know, flexibility, virtuosity, uh, the lyricism, yeah, something, an, an image of more a romantic self also. I don't know, I... I because I'm connecting to the kind of dances that I liked back at the time. Today I cannot bear this kind of dancing. But Who did you like back at the time? No, I'm, I'm too shy to... <laughs> what type of dancing then? Lyrical. Yeah. Lyr- lyrical, romantic, I guess. Uh, I was amazed by the beauty of the body, especially the ballerina body, yeah, the female body, long lines curved feet, you know, all these uh, high legs, extensions, flexibility, yeah, this fairy, fairy world. And so what do you like now about dance? What's the... Now about dance, I like, I like many things. 
and I dislike many things in dance. I still think most of the things are, are boring me, actually, and, or embarrassing me. Uh, but I guess that's normal. In terms One of your own work or in terms of... In terms of what? In terms of your own work, embarrassing? Or no, in terms emba- of what embarrassing. No, no, no. Embarrassing is... Uh, I, I, I can't believe that, that people are still doing this, yeah? That yeah. choreographers really are interested in this kind of approach. I don't... I, I mean, it's, it, it's very arrogant of me to say that. But as a viewer... I guess I'm more demanding and I don't, uh, it's not enough for me to speak about aesthetics and, and, and about um, virtuosity and, and, and abstraction. I'm looking for something else. I cannot say what because many things can excite me, can interest me in that. So there is not something particular that, that I could say, okay, I this is what I'm looking for in dance or dance should be this and that when I see a show and it appeals to me I know it, I recognize it so yeah, I can enjoy many things I feel but uh, in my everyday experience it's uh, more usual that I will not enjoy a dance piece (laughs) that's how when it's your art form you have a different um, lens that you look at it through as well. Yeah, of course. Of course. I call it broken eyes. Yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm not I'm not a good public, you know, I'm not a good audience. I know too much and I I, I, I criticize it or I examine it as a creator myself. So there is a lot of things involved that are not just free lecture of of the like me going to the movies or appreciating plastic art something that I don't do yeah you know so it's easier for me to enjoy music than to enjoy dance for example uh, or a book that was me in theatre because I couldn't go anymore and just mm. watch it and completely enjoy it no I don't go and to then theater, I used to go to I dance can't. and I didn't have the language so dance was mm. all yeah and now I've seen too much dance and even though I'm not a dancer. <laughs> But it's a question also, do you need language? Do, do you need knowledge in order to, to appreciate dance? I don't know. Yeah, I just get. I guess that I've become more critical again. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, before I used to just be in awe of everything that kind of happened, whereas now I've kind of seen so much yeah. that I'm a little bit more critical of, <laughs> think differently about it. I guess what I'm looking for in every art piece is multi-layers. I would like it to attack many parts in me, you know, the, not only the heart, not only the eyes, but stimulate me, uh, raise new questions, something that gives me, I guess what you expect from a book, not a flight book, you know, something that will give you a different view of the world and, and another, something that you that you're jealous of also. I, I, I like to be, I like this feeling of going to a show and feeling jealous. Oh, I wish, I wish it was my idea. Or I, I wish I would be the author of this piece. This is a, a very nice feeling, actually, Yeah, uh, to be jealous. I like it. What is it that you want to say through dance? You know, you're talking about connecting with the heart. Yeah, and it would be too pretentious of me to say that I'm, I want to give a message. For me, the first reason 
and and the, the basic and, and most of it, most of what I do, it's for myself. It's it's a very egoistic, narcissistic place. I like being on stage, so when I create, I create for myself. Unless I'm invited, okay, and then there is an opportunity, and and it also interests me to work with other companies and to to do pieces on other people. But my main goal is to to create a form for me to be on stage. So I create the piece for myself and for a group of people around me. Lately, duets. It's what I'm interested in, me and another person. It, it's, it's also a way of confession for me and of releasing some ghosts, culpability about things, you know. So, so it's... A, I don't like this comparison, but it is in a way like a psychological treatment for me, you know, to bring out things that I'm dealing with in the form of that. It's a form of sublimation, I guess. I'm, I'm transcending things that uh, the complexes and things that are inhibited in me or, or issues that I feel bad with myself and they stimulate me artistically. I, I try to find a form to transcend them and to to do a sublimation and, and to create something around it. Mm. So, for example, with Will of Arabs, I've, uh, it, it's a lot about my guilty feelings about my prejudice, my racism, my uh, sense of uh, superiority um, as an Israeli, as a Jew, as part of the majority in Israel towards other minorities, ethnic minorities, but not only. And it was a form for me to, yeah, I, I, I created the piece, We Love Arabs, to, to confess about, about uh, myself. And by that, to reflect many other peoples that are like me, very prejudiced, very racist, and are not conscious of, of this. So That puts yourself in a quite vulnerable position in some respects. What's Maybe like? from the outside. I don't feel that I'm exposing, you know. I, no, it, it, it doesn't ha I understand why it seems like this, but this is not... I, I hate to be vulnerable, so I would never dare to put myself in a vulnerable place. I, for me, it's a, it's a powerful place, actually. What was the process for making We Love Arabs? There was a festival in Tel Aviv that uh, asked for application, and, and the theme was uh, how can, cha can dance change our daily life, or what can the audience gain from seeing dance, and how they can use dance for their daily life. And I came up with the ironical um, answer, very cynical answer, that dance can can contribute to the peace between Arabs and Jews, between to coexistence, which it was completely cynical answer. It's not something I believe that dance can do. Uh, but I, I said, okay, let's pretend that dance can do, and which kind of, and I'll pretend to be this kind of choreographer. So I conceived a piece where a Jewish choreographer from the left, very concerned about human rights and about the rights of Arabs and about equality and about uh, um, sharing the space, and how this choreographer wants to create a piece about coexistence that brings a message of, of coexistence, of peace, of utopia between Jews and Arabs, and that when people go out of the, of the show, they will 
be inspired and they will understand and, and it will change their world. Uh, yeah, so this is how the piece came out and this is what it is actually now. It's about a pretentious choreographer trying to change the world and, and trapped in his own prejudice and racism and he just continues this vicious circle of, of, of uh, being paternalizing yeah, the Arab and very, in a very orientalistic uh, point of view, not aware, not conscious of his own, yeah, of, of, of this racism um, that he has. And it's a work that in many respects does make the audience think, um, even if it is mm -hmm. tongue-in-cheek and funny yeah. and humorous and often dance is kind of rarefied to not be funny mm -hmm. and then for people to come out or spit in a work and find it mm -hmm. funny I think is yeah. quite well I think it's mostly the, the combination of dance and text in this piece that makes it I don't think that without text I could uh, reach the same effect so for me it's also a theatre piece about dance you know and and it's a it's a it's an essay about dance. It's a it's a demonstration of how dance works behind the scenes. It's a meeting between a choreographer and a dancer. Uh, the the audience is assisting a, a, a rehearsal, so it's like a documentary or mockumentary or whatever. So I think the text has a lot of uh, weight in it also, and the meeting between this movement and ridiculous text and and all of this it's what makes it, I guess, also accessible for, for people. And as a work you've done in so many different contexts, has it been received differently or is the reception very similar? It's very similar. Actually, it's quite sad how similar it is because people not very often also recognize or admit that they also enjoy the way that I am being politically incorrect and, and, and about... Adi, the, the Arab dancer that is uh, sharing stage with me and that is playing the punching bag yeah, in this piece, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm treating him like a punching bag in the, in the piece and I, I think that people also enjoy this. You know, it's, it's, uh, they might not admit it sometimes, but, or at least some people, some people also take pleasure from, from, from seeing the strong one laugh, uh, not laughing about, the, about the, the because I'm not laughing about the Arab I'm laughing about the Jew but I'm using the, the Arab in order to yeah and, and it's, it's a, a bit of a um, humiliation that I'm doing there and there is also this aspect that people enjoy also this, not only the message and not only they see how I am ridiculous but they also yeah, so I think it should scratch a bit more. I, I would expect that people, yes, I love the, the laughing and, and the, 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 that people are enjoying and, and, and they get the message, I feel that. Uh, but, uh, but I wonder if they also feel that it's painful for them and if they also can identify themselves as the oppressor. I don't hear it, I hear it, but, I, but not enough, not as much that I would have loved, uh, liked to. So can dance change the world? Is there something about the process? As a slogan, no. No. I mean, 
I think uh, many choreographers changed the world of dance or changed uh, our way of seeing dance or art. It, they, it, it can be a part of, of, an, of, of uh, many forces. It can be a joint force, like the Dada movement was a joint forces of many things that happened in society at that time. And, and so in this way, yes, Dada changed the world. But it's not a particular choreographer that changes the world or an art piece that changes the world. It can change people's way to, to see stuff, small changes, but not, uh, cannot stop wars. I, I, I don't think so. Are there works that have changed your world or the way you perceive dance or the potential of dance? Yeah, choreographers I've met and choreographers that I've seen some pieces for sure. My meeting with Merce Cunningham, for example, totally changed the way I think about dance. This is where I started to abandon the romantic uh, image that I have of dance or of myself. Ohad Narin, who I've been working with, of course. Yeah, I have many masters in dance, many, many people who have contributed to the way I see the human body, human nature, people, dance, composition. Different choreographers influenced me in, in, in different ways, gave me different tools, I feel. I feel that uh, Ohad Narin has influenced me a lot, but I think that there is almost nothing between the way I create and the way he creates and what I'm interested in and what he's interested in, as far as I know, you know, and I'm his assistant, so I think I know quite a lot about his work. Dance might not change the world, but in many respects, art and dance is kind of a space to have difficult conversations on stage that we don't necessarily have every day. Certainly when you look at politics, they're not necessarily having these conversations in a way that can resonate with an audience. And We Love Arabs is kind of part of that conversation. Mm -hmm. Are there other things that you want to say with dance or are there other... I think that the body is, is a very strong thing. Yeah, it's... it's um, and, and dance is a frame, is a medium where you, the convention is that you allow the body to, to speak and you allow the body to do many things that you're not aware of in the political world, for example. Or, but if you will, as a sociologist, if you will go out and look at the world as a choreography, you will not only find that it's boring, you will also find that it's very interesting and you will find that the information that you, that you, can extract from people's dancing, yeah, people's behavior, body-wise, is is uh, is amazing. Actually, we are erasing this part in our street life, yeah, and on stage it be it becomes allowed and evident, and people touch each other, and we deny some things, and we transcend, and we transform our way of looking. Yeah, in, like in my in my newest piece, the Swan and the Pimp, there is a lot of. I'm dancing with a young uh, female dancer of 23 years old, so we have 20 years of difference, and it is about 
male female myths you know and, and black swan white swan and, and woman as prostitute man as pimp uh, questions of, of gender of, of, uh, of hierarchy of uh, power a lot of uh, uh, oppression and a lot of um, pornography inside the, 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 the aesthetics yeah and ideology uh, patriarchic uh, ideology chauvinist ideology which is hidden under or covered in in beautiful aesthetics mm -hmm. the, the touch is very is very much the text yeah it's a piece without text actually but all the contact all the the, the leaning on each other all the all the information that you gain from the body relationships, the way we touch each other, the way she lets me touch her, the way she touches me, the way we, I'm lifting her or she's lifting me, all of this, it's, uh, yeah, in dance we, we th this is the story, yeah, we, we, the convention is that the da dance is the frame for this, dance is the, is the event to see how bodies relate, how bodies talk, and this is just a, a mirror of, of the street, also, of our society, I think. So, so for me, this is the discovery uh, now of dance. And this is what interests me more, to, to see the layers, to see how uh, ideologies are, are covered mm. in, in conventions. What I'm interested in, mostly in, in all forms of art, are the conventions, are the cliches. This has been forever my interest, the cliches of dance, cliches of choreographers. This is why parody is such a accessible tool for me because there I can really go to the exaggeration and I can also use my comical and, and dramatic uh, skills. There I have, I have the opportunity to to exaggerate, to criticize, to, to, to laugh about myself also, and to be a bit uh, yeah, nasty and also to go over the top. Yeah, exaggeration, I guess, it's, it's very important. Not the, only the physical exaggeration, which is in virtuosity, but yeah, the exaggeration that you have uh, in, in pushing the limits when you do satire or when you do parody, it's like, it's not just a nice joke, yeah, but it's also mean, it's also Lord not did. polite, yeah. yeah, something you shouldn't say. I, I like it, I like those materials. And I feel that uh, conventions have to do with this. I don't know why, but, but I feel there is a strong connection between exaggeration and conventions. I don't know why. Yeah, and I think in terms of how I mean, you talk about the social space mm -hmm. and how we move and that kind of thing, and often we limit mm -hmm. the way our, our, we move in space mm -hmm. um, and take up less space or really think about yeah. that in relation to others. Mm -hmm. And one thing that's so lovely about interviewing choreographers and dancers is actually even watching you talk, and no one's going to see this, but your hands are everywhere. Mm -hmm. and actually the communication with the body is so physical yeah. and if we ignore those kind of physical conventions mm -hmm. and ways of communicating them we're missing yeah. out a lot but it's also a question of convention and codes and habits 
I'm, as a choreographer, I'm used to, to expressing in the body more than my parents, yeah, more than my parents would because they are inhibited in their body. Not only they don't know how to use their body, they're also ashamed of their body and, and they are not comfortable in their body. And um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's also the difference between real life and porn. Maybe if, you, if I would be a camera or, or a fly on the wall in, in just a, a random couple, you know, or in, a, in a bedroom of a random couple, I don't know if the choreography there or coordination will be so fluent, yeah, and so rich and so beautiful as it is in, in porn movies. Yeah. Which is, yeah, there it's like it's perfect and people know how to move and how to, and it looks fantastic and, and it's like dance. Yeah, people know how to move and people know how to touch each other and people know how to, yeah, how to, it's a question, do they really know how to or, or it's, it's just a convention of how you hold the hands, how you touch someone, how you, it looks uh, refined, yeah, it looks delicate, it looks, but it's all conventions. Delicacy is a convention. A, natu- a dancer cannot be natural. This is, yeah, I mean, I'm saying it like this, I'm sure it's not, it's not a scientific uh, um, thing, but it's very hard if you ask a dancer to just walk, he walks like a dancer, there is too much knowledge, there is so much codes already integrated in the body and, and there is no way to be natural anymore. I cannot go to a club and dance naturally. And I cannot, you cannot ask me to fall naturally. I will not. I cannot behave naturally with my body. I lost all natural contact with my body. But in a different way, people in the street are locked in their body and they are unconscious, unconscious of their uh, movement abilities and also unconscious, unconscious of, of their inhibition yeah, and, and how they restrict themselves with movement. They are also not free, so we are never free with the body. Yeah. The dancers can fake freedom, yeah, which I, I love. I love seeing this and, and talking about all the, those fake things, it makes me laugh because it's, it's, it's fake. The number of times I've been to clubs or places where there's dancing with dancers, mm-hmm. and you're like, you're a dancer, but you look so stiff and you look so uncomfortable with any sort of dancing yeah. here. Mm-hmm. But it is that, I guess, conditioning about the body and space. Yeah, and, and awareness and, and thinking about everything as has to be right, has to be beautiful, and concepts of beauty. And we are so used also to criticize our own body in front of the mirror. And, and I'm too I'm too short or I'm too long or I'm too or I have I have no neck or I'm I'm crooked or I don't have turnout or my feet are not nice. It's the relationship with the body is, is like yeah like an object, very objectifying. Is that ongoing for you? Do you still look in the mirror and go I don't look at the mirror but I'm very objectifying towards myself, yeah. Yeah, in, so a, in, in a good, in a, in, a, in a good. I already accept it as as reality. No, it doesn't stop. It's part of. Uh, I don't fight it anymore. I just may uh, try to make sure that it doesn't make me crazy. Yeah, yeah, and that I don't harm myself 
psychologically and physically. But yeah, but it's, it could be, it could go without enough consciousness, it could go very easily to this place. And I think this is why you find uh, so many um, body issues and, and sicknesses and problems with dancers. Yeah, anorexia and, and, and many other things. Yeah, it's real. Mm-hmm. It's real. It's real and it's, it's uh, almost inevitable in the way the dance world functions and in the world that we're living in. It's very hard. Uh, unless you, yeah, you give up these concepts and, yeah, but it also depends which kind of dancer you are and which kind of person you are and what you identify with and which ideology you hold on to. So when you get on stage, mm-hmm. so leaving all that aside, what's it feel like when you connect with what you're doing and you connect with the audience or you're in that moment of dancing or of performing? So what's the question? Yeah, what's that moment like? What's it feel like? It's hard to... Because it has become a profession and almost an automatic thing. It's like when you ask me this question, I feel that it's like asking a... a, an, in, an industrial worker, yeah, how does it feel like sitting on your chair and, and wrapping the box? It feels like this is my work first and there is a lot of automatic thing in it because it's already familiar, because I've done it hundreds of times and I know it. So if you ask about the excitement, if you ask about the, the adrenaline, the fear, all this exists there but it's very much denied, it's very much already absorbed. I guess I feel I have a task, and this is, and the, the, the concentration of the task, very much like the person in front of his box in the industrial world, or, or a sportsman, yeah, that needs to, okay, I need to jump over this barrier, and, and I need to do this and that. So this is what I'm going through when I go on stage. I think about the text I have to say, about the movement I have to... And of course, how I enjoy my body doing this, yeah? Doing it with... There is a... There is... Because it's repetitive and because it's a show that I've been rehearsing and doing for many years already, and it's familiar, I'm looking all the time for ways to make it fresh and to make it now and here. So I'm also concerned about this, about the moment, about listening to the public, about feeling what is here now. And now to, to say what exactly it feels or, or I cannot say, but, but this is where my mind is. But it's active, it's, you know, you're, it's active. you're working at yeah. it. It's active but also automatic. You know, it's it's a mode. It's like a button that I press, and I'm on this mode of performance. And there, are, there is a set of things that I that are working now. Yeah, listening to the body, saying the text, doing the movement. You know, but I'm I'm saying it in a simple way. But it's it's a, it's more complex than that. So it's not just about repeating a text or repeating movement. You mentioned the audience. Mm-hmm. Is that something you're, while performing, incredibly aware of? Mm-hmm. How they're responding or how they're engaging with it? Or yes. is it something 
No, it's something I'm very aware of and very listening to, attentive. I feel that, um, well, <laughs> uh, I will use the, the, the word manipulation as the relationship between what I'm doing and, and, and the audience, okay? So, but I want to, to erase the, the negative or positive uh, meaning of manipulation. It's, yes, I want to manipulate the audience. I want to transmit something and it's not just a message or I, I, I enter into the scene and I try to manipulate the space and what I do and to manipulate the communication so that I get something or, or that they feel something. I cannot tell you what I'm doing it, but it's, it, the action is manipulation. I'm all the time conscious of this. Okay, I, I am conscious also of how I walk, which kind of atmosphere I create, but I always, all the time I'm conscious not only of what's happening in my body, but of how, what do they see. Yeah, I, I don't have a better word to, to use than manipulation. I don't know if, it, if in English it really works, but... Yeah, it's that, it's that deep engagement with their response and mm -hmm. the ability yeah. to provoke or or, or if I if I do a certain movement and I want them to read something, yeah, I want them to understand something. I feel that I'm very conscious about the way I'm doing it in order to create this thing that will enable them to see it the way I want them. So in this in this way, I'm manipulating them. I'm, I'm forcing them to see something while I'm acting as if I'm natural or just doing something not being conscious of them. I don't show them, I don't show the, pu the public my interest in them. It, it's something that I hide, actually. Yeah. And I guess that's also because you're the creator in the work mm -hmm. and because you are, you know, both inside and outside, mm -hmm. kind of, yeah, which must be a um, an interesting position. You're not just choreographing on people and sitting there in the audience where you can kind of get a sense of what it's like outside mm -hmm. and their response differently, I guess. Yes, I agree. Um, what's planned for 2018? A lot of uh, tours with We Love Our Apps, uh, mainly in France, Belgium. A creation uh, commissioned by uh, Ballet du Capitole. It's a classical ballet company in Toulouse, France. So I will create a work for six dancers. It will be a sh short work, half an hour. And this will be in May, June. It's, it's, um, I haven't been creating for other companies, almost never. Not lately, for sure. So it will be a challenge. I still don't know what I'm going to do. They are very different from me, yeah, and the, the approach also to dance, so to prepare myself for that. I don't know if I will start another creation for myself because I've just finished, I've just premiered in September a new piece, uh, The Swan and the Pimp. 
So I'm going to work on that piece as well. I'm going to perform it. There is some translation to some text to adapt to English, to French, um, because I'm planning to present it internationally, yeah, to work on promoting it. But it's unknown how the response will be. Uh, yeah, that's uh, 2018. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And um, You're welcome. Best of luck with the rest of the season. Thank you. Thanks for listening. You'll find a range of other episodes from the archives at delvingintodance.com. Follow on Facebook and on Twitter, and please leave a review on iTunes. Help spread the word and share these episodes with your friends. Delving Into Dance is funded with the support of the Victorian Government through Creative Victoria and through the generous contributions of listeners. You can contribute online at delvingintodance.com. Until next time, take care.